0: 18 plus father we thank you for allowing us to come before you dear lord in this evening talk I, I just dear lord i been reflecting on the fact that dear lord you've given me dreams or allowed me to have dreams in the last few days that have been very reflective lord are very saddened because dear lord we see on the horizon very clearly the storms are already here and they're coming much stronger and much worse and Lord, as we look at these reflections of the storm, or we look at the storm, we we have to think about, are we ready for the storm? You know, when the hurricanes came, or when they come, people prepare the windows, they prepare everything for the storm to get ready for it. And Lord, in our lives, we come to this age, and maybe it's because I'm old and I look in the mirror and I don't no longer even desire to look in the mirror. Dear Lord, the age is showing, the bones are hurting, the teeth are gone, most of them. And Lord, it's, it's a tough time, and you see the decrease in the number of hair. Dear Lord, it looks at age. And Lord, I look back, and we're coming to this storm that we know what it is. It's the time of the great tribulation. We've had our lifetimes to prepare, and how much time have we lost in making that preparation? Lord, we know, dear God, that you are a God that can cause the night to turn into day. And Dear Lord, as we think about these things, I'd like to reflect tonight, dear Lord, on a few scriptural things that are important. And dear Lord, I pray that they might be of helpful to some people. And dear Lord, the first one that comes to mind is the statement that you make, a very sad statement, but it's a statement in the parable of the virgins. When after midnight, when a cry was heard, when the storm was finally seen, when the people understood they're in trouble, then they began to not only check the oil because they had the oil in the evening. Now they're checking the wick to make sure that that oil is going to light. They're checking to see if they got the right oil, if they got what's right. But no, they don't. They said, give us some of the oil in your lamp because to the wise, they said this, Matthew 25, 8. Because their lamps have gone out. In other words, that oil's not the kind of oil that's going to stay lit. And dear Lord, we know that there's a famine of the word coming to the world. But Lord, it's coming to those who were not righteous. It's coming to those who heard the word and refused it. It's coming to those who had the word and didn't use it right. Dear Lord, because you gave them a talent and they didn't use it in the right way. And you're going to take it from them. And Lord, it's mostly coming to those who were not here. Dear Lord, many of these, that didn't take, you know, they took oil, but they didn't take the words. Oil to them, dear Lord, the wise will answer them and say, "Must there not be enough for us and for you, but rather you go to them that sell and buy for yourselves. <clears throat> dear Lord, the words are freely given. So we know, Lord, that they're talking about go with those messengers, go with those preachers. Goes with those prophets, go with those healers, the ones you talk about in Matthew seven twenty-one to twenty-three, the lawless, because they're going to pay the price of the plagues. They're going to pay the price of having to become martyrs, many of them, because we've come to that time of the separation judgment, when there's a, Amos eight eleven to fourteen tells us there's going to be a famine of the word. And dear Lord, you tell us this in John nine four to five. You tell us this in the fourth seal judgment, excuse me, third seal judgment. Lord, the third seal judgment is understanding, and the understanding is going to go away from these, and they're going to learn the hard way. Because, Lord, when you tell them they have to go pay for it, dear Lord, your words are always free. So they're going to pay by works. They're going to get the plagues upon them. They're going to get many things. to learn the price of getting the words. And we've been talking about Job this past week. Dear Lord, and what he had to go through to learn. Lord, we're at this time. I pray that people understand, dear God, that this also has a very sad commendation. Because, Lord, what you're telling the wise in this parable of ten virgins is that there's going to be a time when a famine of the word is going to come. You're going to force the people to gather together. Because, Lord, you said in here, dear Lord, that they went to the wise, the group of the wise. And the wise said to them, enough for us. Because in this time in Hebrews 10, 24 to 31, you tell them, Lord, in there that it's going to be, that they're going to have to gather together. And they're going to have to stir up the memory of the scriptures in the way of the words for understanding. Many people in these days, dear Lord, are looking at the scriptures and interpret them many ways. I get saddened by these who chase after the Bible codes to, to look after prophecy when you make it clear, dear Lord, in Luke 24, 44 to 45. Dear Lord, it is by the entrance of your words. The knowledge and understanding of the words, it's the understanding of the scriptures comes, not by Bible code. Lord, and these things are speculative, but the one thing that's not speculative. is the study of your words. And the words that we should be studying right now, dear Lord, that we should be storing up as food in the storehouse. Because you told us, dear Lord, in Malachi 3, that the storehouses are empty because they don't have the knowledge of the words, which is the oil that's going to stay lit in the night. When the others, dear Lord, are going to be separated, you're going to require in that time of plague, dear Lord, that the people who have the words, before they can begin to get the blessing of you, dear Lord, to get additional knowledge. They must show that they have the ability to do the, the talents which is what you show them in the parable of the talents, Lord, you're going to give them the talents. And then they are going to multiply them. Dear Lord, it's always our job. It's always the way of the talents. So it be so in this time. And Lord, these people are going to have to stir together and remember the scriptures and the wise will put them together. And they'll understand how to interpret it for good. They're able to bring forth many good things. I'd like to talk tonight, dear Lord, with you about a few of the things you've shown us in scripture, dear father, things of Elijah, Elisha, things of Jacob. Lord, we pray that the people understand, dear God, it's an important time that they do not have the storehouses full with the right oil that's going to stay lit in the night. And then, dear Lord, they're going to come looking for it. But, dear Lord, you've made a commitment. In Luke 14, 24, you made it a law. Dear Lord, we cannot give them the blessing you've given us when that time comes and the famine comes, because, Lord, after that time, when the famine is set upon them, dear God, dear Lord, when the seal of judgment is placed upon them, they're going to have to go through the tribulations, they're going to have to go through the plagues to be able to get the right to receive the learning so that they might turn afterwards after their healing, because after a time you will heal them. But they're gonna to have to reflect during that time, dear Lord. They got to, to look in the mirror. They got to, to see the plague of leprosy on their body. They're gonna to have to see their bones withering, arms shrinking. And that's if they can see it all. Because Lord, if they've come against your people, if they've mocked your words, Lord, you're gonna take away their eyes. You're gonna dissolve them, dear Lord, just by the wind coming from heaven. You'll dissolve it, dear Lord, and, and while they're still standing, and their tongue will dissolve in their mouth they won't speak or see the words. That's the same, dear Lord, as the worst part of the plague that's coming upon the earth. But dear Lord, during that time, those you set apart, they'll be able to stir up those scriptures. Because dear Lord, they got and set themselves apart before you you took away the right, which is what is shown in Joel two, twelve to twenty. They become sanctified by the way of John seventeen seventeen by your words of truth because they desired to know the truth and they sought after it. But Lord, we pray that they will become reflective tonight. Lord, the storms are coming. And yes, Lord, it's true that while we're on earth, the storms will always end. But not for those who go into your prisons, God, because there, dear Lord, the storms of the the abyss, the storms of the prison of death is 24-7. It never ends. It will never end again until the great white throne judgment when you bring them before them, before you. They'll go into their bodies and be brought before your throne, only be cast out into the worm body again. Dear Lord, we don't know if someone will have paid the price sufficient to be raised at that time. But Lord, we know that every knee will bow. And those who rejected your word in this day, dear Lord, you said they will never eat from your food. Lord, they have a judgment separation, judgment come. It's a last chance to put food in the storehouse. The food that's going to stay lit in the night when the plagues come upon the earth. Dear Lord, it may be their last chance for eternity. Dear Lord, they'll be living here on earth as dead men, dead men walking. Lord, you said in the scriptures, let the dead go bury the dead. And Lord, you did that for a very particular reason. Lord, you said... Let the people come and follow you because, dear Lord, it's going to be so, dear God, that in this time we're to stir up love and good works. But, dear Lord, there's a time like the Matthew 25 when, dear Lord, we won't be able to give them your words because God has put a curse upon them. And that curse is they shall never taste of his food. And, Lord, that's dead burying the dead. And, Lord, that's symbolic when you tell them that, dear God, that the devil bury the dead. Dear Lord, we, you always made it cursed, dear Lord, to touch the dead body. Dear Lord, we had to be cleansed after that. Because, dear Lord, you wanted the people to understand what it's like. Eternity is forever. Dear Lord, and the dead bodies that go out there are 24-7 storm clouds. Storms do last in death. They do last in the prison of God called death. They do last in Guiana. They do last in that lake of fire that's called Guiana. It's also called the second death. Dear Lord, we pray that they'll understand. It's nice to think the storms end sometime, but there the storms are never ending, as you've said in the Bible. Their worm will never squish, I mean, never stop squirming in those times, writhing. Dear Lord, they don't understand. We pray, Lord, they will get that understanding. Dear Lord, it's like when we look in the mirror and we are this old, And we look and we say and wish, we remember all the bad things we did. Dear Lord, there were good times, but the bad outweigh the memories. Dear Lord, when we look back on those and we wish you could change them. And someday, some people say, dear Lord, you know, we wouldn't have, you know, come to the dance without that. I don't agree well, sometimes people say that, and that's good. And Lord, you've changed bad things into good. You always do that if we're trying to seek the work that you've given us to do. You will let that be. But, dear Lord, how much did we lose? How many people could we have saved? Dear Lord, we think about the Schlindler, list movie, dear God. And dear Lord, even though it's a movie, the statement is so correct. How much more could we have given up and save so many others? Lord, how much better it would have been when you anointed us, like you anointed me in 1985 with the sword, dear Lord, one night at 1.31 in the morning, dear Lord, at the time of the death of my brother. Dear Lord, you were showing me, dear Lord, as you've mentioned later, dear God, and you, you gave that sword in my hand, and you had me pick the people up, the dogs that you sent before me, dear God, and you had me bring that sword down. I couldn't stop that arm because, dear Lord, you were having it done. And, Lord, you were showing me the people that are going to die. And, Lord, now we're at that time. And, Lord, I keep getting that vision back. Dear Lord, the last two days have been with headaches and so on, dear God, because of this. Dear Lord, you're reflecting. Lord, I remember, dear God, it must be for you, dear Lord, because you took me to the firmament. And the Bible talks about the walls of the firmament being like cast iron mirrors, reflective. And Lord, the walls of the firmament are black, black. You showed me this. I stood in it with you. And Lord, that's sadness it must be for you because the outer walls of the creation, as you've shown me in the scriptures, dear Lord, are black. And dear Lord, it's sad because that's really what's reflecting how many you wanted to save them all, how many were lost. The walls of the heaven speak. Dear Lord, it talks about the walls that the heaven have the responsibility. Of separating those who go up and those that go down. And many people have seen you, dear Lord, like it in his visions. And you're crying with tears running down your face, reflecting, like Lord, if those could be lost. We didn't do enough. Lord, how can you break walls that people love? They don't like to give up the world. Satan's got us so trained. And Lord, the ground and the earth, dear God, is poisoned at this time because of us. We the people do this, and the foods we produce by following the ways of the world, that they give us the laws and restrictions, and we have to eat their poisoned food. Father, we pray so much, dear Lord, for your cleansing of the food, as it's going to come, and I'd like to talk to you a little bit about that with Joseph, with, with Elisha. But Lord, in Joseph, when he was, comes before the Pharaoh, he says a very sad thing. When it comes to the Pharaoh, Joseph brought his father to the Pharaoh, and Jacob greeted the Pharaoh. Dear Lord, it was sad because the Pharaoh says to Jacob, how many are the days of the years of your life? Jacob said to the Pharaoh, the days of the years of my sojournings are not 130 years, or, or 130 years, I'm sorry. 130 years. The days of the years of my life have been few and miserable. But they have not reached the days of the years of the lives of my forefathers and the days of their sojournings. Lord, I think on these things, dear Lord. And these 130, and Abram lived 175, and Isaac, 180. But none of them had the pain, dear Lord, of losing first the woman they loved the most, cheated in that, and, Lord, also the pain of losing the most precious son for such a time. And even the thought of losing his second one, the precious son of his beloved wife. And, dear Lord, we know, dear Lord, even Jacob spoke the words that caused the death of his beloved wife. But dear Lord, you it, it come and you see, dear God, all the pain that we mistakenly Bring on others. But Jacob, their God, had fought for you. He did what you wanted him to do. He chased after what you wanted. And Lord, his days had some misery that others didn't see. But I also look back and think about Abram, looking at Sodom and Gomorrah, pleading on you there, dear Lord, and knowing the lives being destroyed that morning, seeing it come, and we're looking here, dear Lord, and we have the words with his father. We don't know if that's enough. Dear Lord, but we look and see the storms, the bombs, the tsunamis, the rest of it. It's about to come on the earth. It's been prophesied. It's been foretold. It's told in the scriptures. And I look, dear Lord, and see the people won't receive the words inside them. They won't fill up. The preachers won't fill them up. And there's storehouses of their hearts with the words that can bring them through this. And Lord, we're going to be looking at these storms. We're going to be looking at the death that's coming. dear Lord, the people won't see it. But we'll look back and we'll think, what have we done? And I'm sure Abraham went back saddened in his heart because like you, Lord, you're the one to to do them when you were crying over the people that are going to die. On the cross, you cried to the Father, forgive them. Father, they don't know what they're going to do, what they're doing. Lord, your heart is very, very true. You're always trying to seek to save your enemy, the ones trying to kill you, the ones trying to take your throne, the ones trying to destroy your law, destroy the children by the millions. Father, we pray, dear God, that people begin to understand the pain that you have over us, the idols that stand in our schools. Dear Lord, when I'm talking about idols is doctrines that are totally false, teachings that are absolutely asinine dear Lord idols that stand in the cities and the the government buildings and we look the other way but we know dear God that you know that that is bringing forth this tribulation because Lord you said in Revelation 17 it's from us that this tribulation the harlot is allowed to bring this upon us because she's guided by the devil and the king of the north is his spokesman Father we pray you to help us in this Dear Lord, we, we look at these things and, and Joseph comes down. To, I mean, Jacob comes back in the end of his time. And it's very understanding, dear God. He understood some really critical things. And what we're going to talk about in the next couple of nights, I'd I like to talk to you about the, the the blessings of the 12 tribes. But dear Lord, in this tonight, dear God, is one of the things I'd like to speak to you on is this, this thing about Jacob, when he calls Joseph into him. Jacob understood the importance of the blessing that you gave him, the visions and the words you gave him. Dear Lord, he stood on those, and we must stand on them now. Dear Lord, in those blessings, dear Lord, with the words, the things you told him, the covenant you made with him. Dear Lord, the, the striking of his thigh. And, dear Lord, it's interesting what he tells. I pray that people understand the bone, as we've been talking about this week, the importance of it. Dear Lord, is to know that the words we've given, that the promises that you've given us will overshadow these things, and you'll forgive us for these crimes that we've committed, the damage we've done. But, dear Lord, we pray you'll heal the family before they blaspheme against you, because the devil's going to stir them up. At this time, dear Lord, Father, you show us here, dear God, it says... (laughs) Dear Lord, that Jacob brought Joseph to him? He was 147 years. He's about to die. And he says, when that time drew near for Israel to die, he called his son Joseph and said to him, if I have now found favor in your eyes, now place your hand beneath my thigh. And here's a very critical statement that we miss, Lord. It says, and you shall deal with me with love and kindness, truth do not bury me now in Egypt see what he's saying here is when you put that bone of your hand with your authority under my thigh that God had trusted, God is going to take that bone of my bone remember what Abraham I mean Adam and Eve your bone of my bone because he took the bone when those bones touched under that thigh on that bed and he he was there on the head of that bed and he's saying there, put that hand under me and, and that bone saying, you will do this because the spirit is going to guide you and you're going to do it in loving kindness. In other words, for good works and loving kindness and truth is always doing the way of the words for good works. He's talking about doing this so that the generations ahead will receive that blessing that was given by God because that bone is a memory. And you heard that bone, and you know it, they're God. And you enabled, gave strength. By him doing that, he was passing along the strength of whatever you would lead him to do. He'd be able to do and convince the Pharaoh to do these things. And Joseph, Joseph said, he went on and he said, I will lie with my forefathers, and you shall carry me out of Egypt, and you shall bury me in their grave. He wasn't asking he was saying, if you will do this, if you'll put your hand under my thigh, God is going to enable you to do this by the promise of the covenants that he's given. And he said, Joseph said, I will do as you say. And then jo- Jacob said, and he said, swear to me. So he swore to him. And Israel prostrated himself on the head of the bed. See what Joseph, Jacob was doing? He was asking for a double anointing on this work. He was asking for Joseph with his authority, not only as the one that God was going to do this, but as the authority of who he was, as the second highest man in Egypt. And he said, yes, he will do this, swear to me. So I swore to him in the position that he was, with the authority it was. The first one was by putting his hand under there. He would do that. And Joseph recognized the power of God understood the way of the words and he had committed to that then he committed as the second highest man of Egypt to do that and then israel prostrated himself on the head of the bed you notice what he's saying there see israel was a name when he touched his thigh and that's what he was using the name here again it's that work he's talking about the work of israel at this time the work given to the name of israel which is still jacob but it's given to the kingdom of God for that purpose. It's a marvelous thing. I'd like to now go and look at with you, dear God, the, this thing of of uh, in Second Kings, with with um, the anointing of with an anointing of Elisha by Elijah, the work of Elijah at the end, where Elijah was about to be taken up. There's a couple of things, Lord, that kind of slipped by us that are very important because they show us and should give us confidence in this time. Lord, Elijah was taken up not to die. He was taken up in a whirlwind. And dear Lord, when he the whirlwind came, you sent their God, the, the chariot of, of fire, dear Lord, with the, the four spirits. Dear Lord, it's the, the what it was called, uh, the chariot. Uh anyway, I want to talk about this thing with the when when before this, Elisha knew that he was going to be taken up. But you'd also arranged something very interesting, dear Lord. Your Lord, you arranged that fifty prophets, fifty exactly, dear Lord, came to the Jordan River to stand there and watch them go over. They were led there, they're prophets of God. Fifty of them. And they asked and it's recorded. Dear Lord, I think you had them recorded on purpose. But dear Lord, at that time, you had it recorded so that we would understand at this time. But there was 50 there. And that, you know, they asked, do you know that you're going to take the, your master away? They asked Elisha this. And he says, I know, I know it too. Be quiet. See, they knew. They were there because they knew they were going to watch him go over the Jordan. The Jordan is a river of judgment. And it was significant because, dear Lord, you're pointing to this very day of the separation judgment. You're going to separate the waters. And that's what the 50 is there in the jubilee year. And this is the jubilee year Lord. we try to tell you people this is this is the year, the last year of the night, the last year of the seal judgments. The separation judgment has to come whether it's in the fall harvest season or whether it's in the winter, dear Lord, we believe for the elect, dear Lord, it's now. Because, Lord, you said don't let them have your flight in the winter. It's too late. The famine of the word will come upon you. You have to get your oil now. And, Lord, we're down to so much little time left. And, Lord, we're praying that you pour out your whirlwind, dear Lord, and cause it to be done. Dear Lord, you you tell us that there's 50 symbolizing the jubilee year that we're in now you're foretelling the future the separation of waters by the and Elijah separated the waters by his garment the cloak of the garment the garment is the knowledge because that's what we're going to be judged by now the word and he's showing us the judgment of the waters is coming by the word and the river jordan means river of judgment and the cloak is the knowledge you told us, Lord, in Hosea 4, 6, we're going to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. You reject us as being priests before you in this jubilee year when you had these prophets, these priests of you, standing there as a testimony to us. And had Elisha, dear God, (laughs) carrying on that cloak. Dear Lord, he, he went and he saw this, and Elijah said, very interesting, Elisha asked for a double anointing. And, and Elisha said, that's not, you know, it's very difficult to do because the only way it can be done, he can only give him what he has. And he asked for the double anointing what he had. But he said, if you will see me going up, if you were able to see me going up. And see, he knew he was going up and what he was going up for. So he was able to know the times. And the Lord used that and gave him the double anointing and a cloak came down. And he took his old garment and he, he tore it in two because now he had the cloak with the double anointing on it. So he got a new garment, a new work to go forward to prepare the way of his people. And he fought all his time. Even the last thing he did was with the arrows and the king that we talked about the other night, shooting the bow, string, and, and the king failed to strike the earth three time, only three times instead of five or six times. But Lord one of the things he did right away is he, he went to Jericho and the people, the, the prophets, they came to him. They wanted to go search out for Elijah. He told them, you know, no need to go and they went anyway because they made him feel bad for them, ashamed that he wouldn't let them go search. Let them go. seek your knowledge. Bear witness to God that he took him up. So, Elisha let him do that. And then Elisha was in that city and they said, Behold, the city is a good place to live in, these people from Jericho, as my Lord sees. But the water the a good place as the people were trying to do good works. Good means that, doing the works of the Father. But the water is bitter. It's bad for the land and caused the people to die. Do you understand that this is what we're looking at now? The spirit of Elijah's been loose, the words are here. I told you that back in in the nineties, the late nineties, the Lord appeared to me in a church on a on a podium in an evening service. And the, the Lord was there with Elijah and Moses. And it's at this time when you look at this thing and you think about Elijah and you think about what the reason he's there for, at a time right now. Why Elijah and Moses? It's before the time, before the time that Elijah and Edict comes. There must be first the time that we do what Elijah did, Elijah did, and and Moses did. Moses prepared for us the song of victory that we have to sing. We have to complete that before the uh, coming of the two witnesses, Elijah and Enoch. We have to complete the work of the prophetic words that Elijah foretold and showed us in this. He's foretelling us this with the whirlwind. God speaks in the whirlwind. And he, uh, he dropped the double anointing. He said at this time, he's going to rule over the heavens with a rod of iron. with the rod of his word at this time. And we have to pay attention to what Moses did for us and what he foretold. And I've spoken about that already. But Lord, in other prayer calls, we've talked to you, Lord. But here, Lord, the water is bad in this city. This was Jericho because it was cursed by you. And Lord, we're cursed at this time because of the idols of our land, the the things that we've done wrong, the, the bones of the wicked ones that are in the land are gone. Lord, we've got to get rid of all these words, everything that has to do with pagan worship. Because, Lord, how can we bring forth the likeness of the Garden of Eden that you promised us in Joel two three, Ezekiel 36.35, when we're still following these leaders of the world, still worrying about an election that's not even important. In fact, it's terribly important. This is a time we should be gathering together and calling for you. Dear Lord, when Joseph had to gather his brothers to go... Uh, and get the favor of the Pharaoh. Their brothers were worried about him destroying them and so on. Lord, this is the time they should be worrying about the future of the kingdom. Instead, they were worrying about whether their brother was going to get vengeance upon them. Vengeance should be the last thing we should be thinking about. This is the time of the judgment of the whole world. And God's going to judge us by the number of people we save, even our enemies. God caused the people of Egypt to go up to make that promise of the bones put in the cave where it should be buried, even egypt went and egypt's going to return at this time to the Lord. The people of Egypt are going to return Isaiah nineteen tells us that story, but lord in, when he came to and to take out water, he heard the story and he said, "Take me and take me to a new jug and put salt therein." And they took to him and he went out to the source of the water and he threw the salt there. And so he said, and when he did that, so as the Lord said, I have cursed these waters. There will no longer be death and be raven from there. Because God saw the testimony through Elijah with the double anointing. See, why is that important? Because this is that time when the Lord says, this is the time of double anointing. He tells us in Revelation 18, pay them double for what they've done and double for what they're going to do. Don't you understand? The devil for what they're going to do. The Lord is going to to correct the land. He's going to restore the land. What they plan to do, destruction, isn't going to work. Because of that, we're getting a double blessing. They're going to get their plagues. Vengeance is God's. God's talking to us about bringing forth the double anointing, getting the double knowledge. Correct what they've done. Pay them back. Remove that stuff by giving glory to God. Glory to God. Give glory to the Lord at this time. He's going to cause those people to destroy themselves. You can do many things by giving glory to God. You can even make the earth open its mouth and bring forth things to chase them far away from you. Because the promise of God is he's going to chase them far away from you. See, the Lord would rather give them the plagues, allow them to have the chance to live and learn of the evil way that they might turn, rather than destroy them and cast them out. But that's God's decision. Our decision must be harvest. Our decision must be if there's a chance at all. Like Abraham, when he's pleading with Sodom and Gomorrah, if there's a chance at all, save those people. Plead before the Lord. Stand before him. The water flowed. And to this day, they say that that water's sweet because Elijah put that salt in it. Just a new bowl of salt. See, the bowl is a bowl symbolic of the food we eat. And he was saying salt. And if this was for the generations to come, that's why he poured them a bowl of salt. A bowl is for the judgment. At the end, the last judgment's a bowl. The bowl of judgments, the cup of the work that we did. And that's what he was doing. He was giving the Lord the opportunity to test their judgment. See, he, he didn't know all the works they did, what was in their heart, but the Spirit does. Hebrews 4.12, and it'll test them for the true intent of their hearts. And so he put that in there and it sweetened the water because they did be, when that water turned sweet, their works were turned good. But you notice that when he left that city and he went from there and he's going to Bethel, on the road, some young men out of that city came and cheered him and said, go away, Baldy, go away, Baldy. See, the sun is going to have like, Black hair, on it this time, because I've told before many times, Lord, about the the fact that the hair and and, and why you do the uh, Nazarite vow and so forth. is the hair is like an antenna; it receives your word when it's pure. The heart is pure; it'll write the words on their heart only if they're pure. And Lord, they were called him Baldy because he had just done this great work. Sages say the reason they did this is because. They used the youth to go get water from another area and bring it back, and now their work was gone from them. So you did something very interesting in here and should show us and shake us in this day. Because what you did, Lord, is that you sent, I guess two she-bears that came out. Two she-bears came out of the forest, out of the forest, out of the tall trees, Dear Lord, out of the way, dear Lord of the, the forest, this the place, dear God, Do you want us to go in these of the wilderness, you'll be sending us. But Lord, it tore apart 42 of them. And Lord, I've explained why you used the number 42, 42 months in the book of Revelations as an hour, the hour of trial, the hour of judgment. We're in the hour of the separation judgment now, the hour of our trial. And Lord, that was what he's saying there. You did that. He cursed those people. The reason he cursed those boys is the work that the water was doing, the bowl of salt, was for the generations to come. And these guys are cursing that Holy Spirit work. So they cursed the Holy Spirit is what they did. And so he cursed those boys. He didn't do it because he hated them. He did it because of the name of God. See, in the word of God, and he, he didn't, he cursed them in the name of the word of God. And All you have to do is say, let let the judgment be upon the word. Did you just insult it to the spirit? That's all we need. And and the two the th- she-bears, justice and righteousness, a beast came out of there because they're of the beast, the devil, when they do things like that. They were more worried about their prosperity. It's like when I started opening the words, I had people didn't want me to open these And tell the truth about it because, or tell the truth about the economy and the government and so on because it would harm their ministries or harm their work or their business opportunities. They don't want the market, stock market to be exchanged. I told you the stock market's going to die. They're going to kill it intentionally. I heard it in, in November 1997 and onward. They continuously said they're going to destroy the stock market. It's coming. It's coming now. The economy is going to be destroyed, but people don't want to harm it as they're making money in it right now. They want to build their mansions and want to live gloriously. They don't want the word of God to come. They don't want it. From 2003 till now, the Lord has waited on us to come out. But we wouldn't unite and spend all we have to help bring forth the word. No. They wanted to make prosperity, and they told me to shut up. Quit working on these things. They want payback for debts. They don't want anything to do with God's kingdom that's more valuable than anything they could dream of. When you can bring forth what is free, why pay? Why do this dirty work? Why sweat with your brow? Why cheat others? These people are cheating others. When you're selling end-time books and selling the the false story of the, uh, of the left behind and all this other stuff, uh, th- that's cheating and stealing from the people. It's a terrible thing. But forty-two is also the number of the angle of the rainbow. I've explained that in the writing. Uh, there's a writing out there, and uh, I think it's "Truth for the Simple" or something like that. on on the front of the website. You'll see "Keys of Truth for the Simple." It's a really under great writing for the end times and has audios and explains the 42 number in there. But you can see why Elisha did this. God did that. I mean, he, he destroyed 42 of them, pointing to this day. God is bringing forth the world armies to destroy the wicked who will not receive the words, who mock his spirit, who mock the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. It's very important we understand these things at this time. Lord, I pray that these people will understand the greatness of what you're doing for us at this very time. Lord, you've been awesome to us. You've given us your love where we don't even have any, any ability to appreciate, Father, all that you've done. Lord... Lord, I I don't even, I don't even know how to end this tonight, dear Lord. My my heart is heavy, dear Lord. I pray that people will understand. See, when when Gabriel told Mary that she was going to have you. He said, dear Lord, the Holy Spirit would come upon her. The power of the highest God will come upon her. Dear Lord, they're the same. Power, Ecclesiastes 8, 4, is the words. In the, the power of the king, the, the words. In the power of the king, the words are found. In the words of, words of the king, the power is found. I'm sorry. See, the power of you. Is these words that do all the works, as you've said in the scriptures. Now, we try to explain this. And you tell us, Lord, the full measure of the Spirit of God is in these words. John three thirty-four. Dear Lord, in Luke 3, no, one thirty-one 31 to 38, when you're talking, I think it's verse um, 34 or so. And their Lord, 35 and so. their God, that you're talking about that. Dear Lord, the Holy Spirit and the power. If they just put two and two together, Lord, they could see that the Holy Spirit is the words. The words of God are filled with these. And when they blaspheme the works of these words, they're blaspheming the Holy Spirit. When they're blaspheming the teaching of these words, they're blaspheming the Holy Spirit. When they talk about dear Lord, when you tell us in Luke 24, 44 to 45, that understanding comes by you through knowledge of the words of God, and you anoint somebody to receive the words of God, and then they say that that person doesn't understand the scriptures, they're, they're, they're cursing you. They're talking against you. What a dangerous thing to do. David wouldn't even talk about King Saul, even though he tried to kill him many times because he'd been appointed by you to do the work. Dear Lord, let us understand, dear Lord, the value of your word and treat it with the highest honor. And Lord, we pray that the people understand, dear Lord, that they must get knowledge of the oil into their minds and hearts before it's too late because we've come to a time where it's truly almost too late. Father, I ask these things that your Holy Spirit would come upon us and guide us. Make us wise, Lord, do not let us fail you. Lord, help us in this time that we might do good, not evil. That you'll help us, Lord, to understand the greatness of the moment. We pray for our children, Lord, and all those we've not done good for over our lives. As we look in the mirror, Lord, and ashamed of the things. But Lord, we know that if they will hear us... I believe upon what you're saying and what you're writing and what your words say. Dear Lord, their life in the future will be multiplied greatly. Double double anointed and longer life. You're going to cause them to live longer. You're going to restore everything that was lost, even the hurt and the pain, and the rest of it that we've caused. Lord, if they would just hear you, we aren't going to do it. But Lord, you will. And Lord, the one thing we look back, dear Lord, it wouldn't change anything at all, dear Lord. To get your words, I'd like to change them how I got them. Dear Lord, we praise your name for it. We ask you, Lord, to help everybody that has the words, Lord, or has a desire to hear them, that they will be lifted up. Let them understand the greatness of what they do. Let them understand the importance of the coming, of the of the time, dear Lord, that we're in right now, dear Lord, to, to call forth your people at this time. Dear Lord, to help them come because you love them all. The firmament is black, Dear Lord, I've been there, you showed it to me, and it's, it's a description, dear God, of, of the walls of, of what we're going to go out to. It's like cast iron mirror. It reflects our works. And our works, as you said, man's are evil. Dear Lord, we know, dear God, that even the crowds that surround the entire creation are black because you knew that the people you were going to create were this way. But you knew that there were some that would come out, and they would be greater than all. Dear Lord, that they will be like a little tree that grows. Father, And dear Lord, you brought great patriarchs out. They've paved the price and shown us the way and did all these things, and marvelously so. And Lord, even to this day, you use them, and even though you're going to use them again with Enoch and Elijah. Dear Lord, I believe many times you'll have dear Lord angels come to help us. Dear Lord, we thank you for Enoch, for Elijah, for Moses, Elisha, Abraham, Isaac, dear Lord, and all the things they went through for us. David, dear Lord. Isaiah, dear God, and Ezekiel, and so on, dear Lord. Daniel, the prophet. Marvelous, dear Lord. All those, dear Lord, and the disciples, dear God, all of them did so much, paid such a price for nothing compared to them. And dear Lord, just anything you give us to do is, is so important. But where is our focus? we look in the mirror, can we say that we spent today learning how to save our enemy? Did we sin today trying to save all that we could? Because you're looking from heaven and you're crying at us, crying that we aren't working on the harvest. We're not working to save every soul that you created. Lord, we pray that the people will hear this. We ask in his precious name that your spirit be pulled upon us. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven where love, peace, and joy reign. And people have a desire to do good and not evil. And Lord, we don't curse one another. Dear Lord, we we let the judgment be yours. But we do it in a good way, in a righteous way. We do it in the name of you. In the name of God, not with the name of evil because you've given us the new covenant. We should act and live like it. You paid the price of your blood to give us that covenant, and we're living like we're in the old times. Help us, Lord, to turn and come to your truth. We ask all this in thy precious name, in Jesus' name, lest we come up on the wrong side, dear Lord, of the separation judgment, and that people have no fear of that at this time, it just makes me tremble in my heart. Lord, I know yours is trembling. Father, please act, please help us, Lord.